The Last Word with Matt Cooper. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's time for our weekly environmental slot, but John Gibbons is having the day off, so we thought we'd bring in Dr. Cara Augustenberg from Professor of Environmental Policy at UCD. Cara, good to speak to you. How are you? Thanks, Ian. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Listen, we've given John the day off, so we've had a look at your column. You're writing it in the Business Post at the weekend, and I think this is an interesting take on the environment in which you point out that, look, if Ireland is to meet all of those big commitments the government have set down over the last couple of years on bringing us to net zero, getting a million EVs on the road, retrofitting buildings, building new energy-efficient buildings, we're going to need a lot more people to do it. Yeah, well, I was really struck by the CSO data that came out at the end of May on 2022. And and it said for the first time since the famine, Ireland's population has exceeded 5 million people. And and the projections are only upward. Um, We're getting a lot of new people coming into the country. We're not actually replacing our population based on our birth rate. Uh, But at the same time, the EPA also came out with their own climate projections and said, even based on more conservative population estimates, we're going to fall about 22% short of meeting our our climate targets for 2030, which is a 51% emissions reduction. So uh, if we add this extra population to to the equation, you know, that that will make us even further away from that shortfall um, by a significant margin. And and their own projections is that when we add half a million people to the population, we add essentially another 10% onto our annual carbon emissions. So, you know, there's a concern that, of course, as our population grows, our emissions might grow too. And, And I was really trying to address that issue and say, in fact, extra people could really help us meet those targets and we How? need more people to take on this work. Well, the big issue in trying to achieve these targets and the fact that we're missing them is around implementation. So we have lots of good plans, but we haven't been able to implement all these plans for lots of reasons, sometimes capacity in government departments to execute the projects. Uh, sometimes it's planning. But one of the big reasons is we don't have the trained employees to be able to execute big infrastructure projects, new renewable energy. You know, we're going we're going to be creating a lot of our own energy in Ireland instead of importing fossil fuels to meet energy demand, new transport infrastructure, new ways of heating our home and our, our buildings. And all of that takes people. So we really, really need to be thinking about bringing people into the country that can be part of the workforce immediately to help us meet those goals. But aren't you adding in the meantime, lots more carbon? Because of course, those people will have to be housed. Lots of Ireland's buildings are huge emitters of carbon. You would have more people on the roads, you'd have more people consuming things, and that surely is making the situation worse. Yeah, and that is part of EPA's statistic there, saying adding half a million people, you know, is going to add six million tons a year to our carbon footprint, and uh, and and so that is a real risk based on how we are currently doing business and running our country. We we tend to heat our homes in a in a very inefficient way. We drive more than most uh, other countries in Europe. Uh, you know, so so we are very inefficient in terms of our lifestyles. And if we continue to add more people who live that kind of lifestyle, there's a huge risk that our emissions go up. But in fact, a lot of our emissions, about 75 percent of our emissions are really based on commercial sectors like agriculture, like energy generation, and and they're really not in the control of an individual. So if we get our emissions under control overall, if we find lower carbon ways of living, we can actually add more people to the population without having our emissions go up. 
what should how many people half a million is what you're saying but Ireland as you point out in your article we're not a densely populated country if this was England as you say we would have 35 million people here so what number is a sustainable population for Ireland for us to both grow the economy add the things we need to do to bring our carbon emissions down and also as you point out as well to comply with our moral obligation as a previous big emitter of carbon to take in people from countries that are suffering right now from climate change. Yeah, it's a really good question about what is that number. So we know we have a population of 5 million right now. Uh, we know that places, if we were as big as, as the UK, we would we would be as densely populated. We would have a population of 35 million. I think not very many of us want to live in that crowded and that high density uh, an island. So we have to settle on something between that. And, and a lot of people have said, you know, maybe 10 million is, is an accurate projection for 2050, that we, we would have about 10 million people in the country, which would be a very, very different country than we have right now. But in terms of how many people we do need, I think what the Fiscal Advisory Council said recently about the fact that we have such an aging population and that right now children up to the age of 14 only represent about a fifth of our population, uh, it means that we actually need a lot more people of working age uh, in the country that are population won't be working as much, uh, you know, to be able to sustain the kind of work and also the kind of tax base we need to be able to fund things like climate action, but also also health and, and other transport infrastructure too. We've seen a big increase in the Irish population over the last couple of years, whether it has been people coming back from abroad who might have emigrated during the financial crisis. We have people coming in from Europe. We have more people coming in, particularly in the last year from Ukraine. What would adding more pressure to the system look like? So there will be people out there saying, look, we just can't take any more people. We don't have the room. We don't have the buildings. We don't have the space in Ireland to do it. We have the room. We're certainly one of the lowest uh, population density countries. But in our built up areas, people say, look, the cities are crowded. The cities are not big enough anymore. Yeah, we don't have the infrastructure. We clearly don't have the housing. And so this is something we need to be planning for. We need to be thinking about not only providing housing for the immediate demand, but also thinking about how do we create housing uh, for the, for more people that we need to bring in. And, and all over the world, you're seeing the countries are realizing that they have a, a shortfall of skilled labor, places like Canada and Australia are doing, you know, very aggressive recruitment, essentially, to try and bring more immigrants into the country to, to fill this demand. And so Ireland, if they want to be competitive, will have to do the same thing and will have to create the infrastructure, create the housing to be able to do it. And I think also streamline the process for immigrants. Uh, Deloitte wrote a, an article in the Business Post this time last year saying that we need a one-stop shop for immigration, that there's too much administrative hassle for immigrants to come into the country. And uh, just yesterday, the Migrant Rights Center said that all of these immigrants are having to pay 300 a year in residence permit fees, uh, which is an obscene amount of money compared to the, the 75 euro you maybe pay to get a passport renewed every 10 years or the 55 euro you pay to get a driver's license renewed. So there are things we could be doing to streamline the system to make it easier for migrants to come into the country to take this kind of work. And yet you're saying, look, we need to do this. We have our moral obligations. We have the practical obligations. And yet you're seeing all across Europe, borders are going up. Yeah, and and I, I think it's a really polarizing debate. It's interesting the pushback that I that I got from writing that article just by saying we need to talk about this and we need to consider that we need more people in the country. There's always going to be a cohort of people that don't want to hear that, but um, that is the reality. Not only to to fill the demand and the shortage of labor that we're experiencing in in areas such as climate and health, but also because of the moral obligation, because we are facing into a dramatically changing climate. Uh, we know that by 2070 
we could have up to a fifth of, of our our landmass uninhabitable due to extreme temperature rise. We could have a billion people who are currently living uh, very close to the high tide line that it might be experiencing sea level rise. So those people are going to have to move. They're going to have to find uh, more habitable places to live. Now, we don't know where they will choose to move, whether they will choose to leave their countries. We don't know the extent and we don't know the timing. But we do have a moral obligation in Ireland as one of the highest per capita emitters, in fact, the highest per capita emitter of um, of greenhouse gas emissions in Europe. Um, We've contributed to the climate problem and therefore we have a moral obligation to also help the people who are suffering from the climate problem too. So this is a conversation we need to have and it's something we need to plan for. Just very briefly on that, obviously in the short term you are going to add to Ireland's emissions by doing this. So are you confident that we can actually get to those targets? I think anything is possible with the right amount of, of resources and and uh, and political will, so to speak. And we certainly saw that during COVID, you know, the all hand on, hands on deck approach and the treating something like a crisis. Uh, it's harder with climate because it's a longer term crisis. Uh, but certainly if we made it a priority, I have no doubt that we could achieve the targets. Uh, the question is, is it a priority for the people that we've elected? Yep, and that piece in the Business Post, I wouldn't just say it because I write a column for them too, but it really is worthwhile checking out. Dr. Cara Augustenberg, Professor in Environmental Policy at UCD. Thank you very much for joining us on The Last Word. We cover the environment here every week. There are very few news organisations that give over the space to discussing these, these ideas. So thank you very much for giving your views today. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.